You're listening to the Christian Indie Artists and Songwriters Podcast, the place where faith, music, and life intersect. We exist to help Christian indie artists and songwriters just like you get songs heard. Hey, I'm here with my friends, We the Least. How are you guys doing? And I coming to us live from Illinois. How's it going over there? Woo, we so are good. good. Awesome. We've got Nathaniel, we've got Dell, and we've got Michaela in the house. And we're so excited to uh, hear your story. And, you know, I've been checking out your music for a while now, and it's really good. Love the acoustic vibes. Just love what you guys are doing. So, yeah. and also, just side note, little humble thing, brag for you guys. The harmonies are on point. So, oh, thank oh. you. Thanks so much. <laughs> I appreciate it. It's really nice to hear those glorious voices in, in one accord. So, hey, so I like sweet. the pun. That's good. The pun's good. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm a, yeah. I'm a dad. I've been telling dad jokes long before I've been a dad. So are yeah. you a dad? I'm, I'm a dad of two. Yep. Gotcha. That oh, is that's awesome. awesome. Congrats. Thank you. My daughter will be seven actually in a couple of weeks and my son is four and a half. It is crazy. Oh, yes. gosh. oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. It's a party over here in Florida for sure. <laughs> I love that's that. Fantastic. Well, Nathaniel and Dell are not dads, but they've been making dad jokes for a while now too. <laughs> yeah, We've been preparing, so we're ready. They're ready yes. for fatherhood. Yes. <laughs> you know, that is really that changing diapers and you pretty much got it. So <laughs> that's encouraging. Yeah. That's the next step. Here we go. Well, I love, I love how this is started. This is great. I love finding out the origin stories of you guys. So for each one of you, if you want to take a second, maybe introduce yourself and then just say kind of how you got into music in the first place. So I am Michaela. I'm the female of the group. And I actually started taking piano lessons when I was five years old. And my mom and dad kind of forced me to, you know, typical beginning for musician. And I complained and like threw fits. Like I did not want to practice ever. It was the worst. And then my dad would always say to me, well, you're going to thank me someday. You're going to thank me later. And like now I'm 25 years old and it's a, literally the greatest gift that I've ever been given. Like music is just, um, you know, it's like a form of therapy too. You know, you play and you're able to get your feelings out and it's how I connect with God the most through music and playing the piano. And so shout out to my mom and dad. Um, here's me thanking you 20 years later. You were right. Um, <laughs> But yeah, that's how I kind of got started. And I'm Dell. I'm the short one of the group. <laughs> um, no, I I remember the the first moment when I like wanted to get into music was when my friend. Uh, this was probably back in like fourth, fifth grade. My friend was like, "Hey, do you want to be in like my All American Rejects cover band?" And I'm like, Psh, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> it's like, why is that? Okay. Why'd you even ask me? Just say, Hey, you're a part of my, you know, no. But, uh, so like from that moment, um, from that faith, fateful moment, uh, I asked my mom and my dad to, to get me a guitar, uh, for Christmas and it took a while, but I eventually got a guitar, picked it up and kind of just from there, you know, kind of learned percussion and, and band, you know, with those wonderful, uh, outfits and the cummerbunds yeah. and yeah, the wonderful <laughs> oh, middle school, uh, <laughs> band uniforms and started singing and yeah kind of the rest is history from that just to just to let you know i never did the all american rejects cover band it was just a <laughs> it never happened disappointing but, you know it led me here so i can't i can't complain well i am nathaniel and michaela was talking about being forced to do piano lessons when she was younger and i also was because i was from the same house siblings <laughs> yeah siblings i don't know if oh, we yeah. ever actually said that but we are siblings and not me though 
Yeah, not, not Dell. He's he's adopted our adopted brother. In <laughs> quotes, basically. <laughs> but uh, so we grew up taking piano lessons, and we also grew up watching our dad travel and play at churches. He was actually in a band of his own, and mm-hmm. they were called Blue Jean Praise, yep. which was like <laughs> way ahead of their time. Just like <laughs> casual praising Jesus, you gotta love it. So that was big. Just watching him kind of play and write music, and so we kind of always did it. And honestly, we just adapted it so much to the point where even over just having normal conversations with people, we would just write songs for people. Like in eighth grade, I uh, (laughs) really, really liked this girl. And so instead of just telling her that or asking her on a date, I just wrote this song for her (laughs) and uh, put it on my little iPod Nano back in the day, took it to the eighth grade dance. The DJ played it in front of everyone and we danced to it. It was nuts. You, me, and some love. Check it out. You, me, and some love. We have uh, <laughs> never released it as we the least. But. No, yeah. That is exactly how a great 80s throwback movie should yeah. start and <laughs> actually happen. The title's already there. Come on, somebody. That's the final scene of the movie. I mean, they played it and you yeah. danced to it? Come on. And, yeah, dude. It literally was like a movie. It was crazy. <laughs> it should be a movie. I'm saying. It oh, should be man. a movie. And then go. you guys dated for like five days. Yeah. So it worked out really well. It was, yeah, it really worked out. Yes. Yeah. No sequel. There's no sequel for this movie. <laughs> There's no, no sequel. No. One hit wonder. That's it. Oh, my. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. So, okay. So, brother and sister. So were you guys jamming like at home? Cause I know that I have two younger sisters also. My, I was very far away from my sisters unless I was playing like American gladiators or something. So how did that dynamic <laughs> yes. go? And how did you guys decide to do like the band thing? And then how did Dell, how did, what's the origin story of the band? For mm. sure. Um, well, Nathaniel and I, we actually are, what are we? Tw- no, we're more than 12 months apart. What we're are we? like, a year and a half or something. 17 or 18 months, okay. something like that. Yeah. So I'm 25, you're 24. Uh-huh. Okay, good. I got it right. Um, so <laughs> we have actually been, people think this is weird, but like we're best friends. Like we've been best friends since we were really little and you know, we, we fought, we're siblings, oh, you know sure. how it goes. Um, but we've just been best friends for a really long time. Started kind of writing songs together really bad songs. It was a good time. Do you want to talk about our DGG days? Oh, yes, absolutely. So the way that we kind of started playing music was with Dell was that we got invited to play at a local festival and we weren't a band at that point, but our old band director just had us come together and we actually had another friend at the time that we were playing with. So we played for like this group of like a hundred people on a random Saturday morning, but what we did was not originals. We played eighties rock cover music yeah. and it was oh, a man. blast. Cause I mean, we love that decade. Like we mm. just love Van Halen, Bon Jovi, just all that kind of stuff. <laughs> you so, grew up on it. I grew up on it. Yeah. We all grew up on it. Cause our dads loved it also. Yeah. And so that's kind of how we started playing together. We did that for three or four years before we even started writing as a group and then releasing albums as a group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's awesome. So now, were you guys a trio or did you have more members or how did that dynamic go? So the the, the 80s cover band that we had, it was it was just four of us. So it was Nathaniel, Michaela, and I, and then another guy. Um, okay. And then we kind of transitioned out of that. It's kind of it's kind of been a weird mesh because Nathaniel and I we had a band in seventh grade <laughs> yes. called Limitless, and we wrote okay. songs about like 
the Illinois state testing <laughs> and um, what else did we write? We wrote songs only about seventh grade. Yes. So we had the end of the year song. Yes. Oh, seventh grade. <laughs> of course I'll miss you. Going yeah. through puberty. <laughs> Pretty bad. Yeah. And so then out of that, so that was me and Nathaniel and a totally different guy. And then you and anyway, it, there's a lot of kind of different chapters, but eventually we yeah. landed at we the least, which is the three of us. And I guess, I mean, we're, we're counting little Noah boy. Noah, yeah, our <laughs> other brother, me and Nathaniel's other younger brother, he's actually in college, so he's kind of like traveling back and forth right now. So he kind of helps us out with gigs when he can. So yeah. he's like an honorary yeah. band member. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we decided on We The Least, and yeah. we all kind of, our first album, we kind of threw it together <laughs> because it's songs that we've written over the years, and this second album that we have coming out has more of a plan and more of a songs we wrote recently and kind of, you know, actually put together and meant to put together but that's great so now do you guys play like do you do worship nights or you do like worship events like what or do you play like clubs like what's the scene look like in your area for getting to play these songs live yeah that's actually probably my favorite thing about what we do is that we're very versatile since we've come from like the 80s background so if people need us just to like fill in an hour and entertain guests like we can totally play secular music if they want us to come to a church service we can do that they want us to play originals but then also covers we can do that so we kind of just whoever needs us to play we're kind of like absolutely if you want us i mean if you want us to sing like elsa and have Dell wear a wig like we could we'll <laughs> oh, do that too that's a story so mckay <laughs> sorry i don't know if you had another question i'm just kind of going off of this because i need to mention this hey just let it go okay i can't hold it back anymore so like um we did a show at uh, a school in Mendota. <laughs> we did this gig at this school and it's the school that I teach at. Yeah. We did, we did some originals. We did some covers, that kind of situation. Uh, but Michaela had this genius idea. It really is. Just wait till you and hear she it. She was like, Oh, we should do a skit. <laughs> we should do a skit where like, okay, we're all like lip syncing. It's like a lips, lip sync battle. The three okay. of us. And Michaela, quote unquote, casually disappears. And so it's just Nathaniel and I <laughs> doing this lip sync battle. And of course, there's the there's the uh, duet between Anna and uh, whatever the guy is. Yeah, whatever his name yeah, is. Hans, right? And so I, I wore a wig in front of all these parents in like <laughs> preschool to like third grade or whatever they loved oh it yeah, they i found this like blonde wig at uh walgreen or no cvs in our yeah. town because that's all we have and i was like oh my gosh Del would look so good in this i need this to happen and, and he just glared at me but then went along and i think we can all agree it was one of no. our best performances yeah. i mean they loved it but like ever since then michaela's like oh, how can we incorporate the wig um, and it's like ah uh, can't do it this time it's a it's a wedding or a funeral you can't you can't wear the wig here sorry Michaela. Uh, but it's, it's your official mascot is the wig yes it's, it's thank you Blondie the wig. like our fifth member it really is so you you mentioned writing songs do you guys write the three of you or do you bring songs to each other how does the writing process go we actually nathaniel and i used to write together quite a bit we still kind of do sometimes um Recently with these last two albums, it's been more of just kind of writing songs on our own and bringing them together in the group. Um, you know, sometimes one of us will bring 
a like rough draft or whatever. And then the other two kind of help fill things in. So yeah, right now it's kind of just writing individually and encouraging each other, which is kind of cool because, you know, it's us processing things on our own and then coming together as a group. But we're hoping to get back into the songwriting together, you know, groove at some point. But But I think we have a really good system. It's like we, it's like, here's what we have. Okay. You two, like, what, what can we, what can we do to make it better? Mm -hmm, And like, mm -hmm. I think this whole, like one person has a vision, the other people are like backup support. Mm -hmm. Like that, that seems to be working really well. But like Mm -hmm. Michaela said, it'd be cool to, you know, sit down and like crank out one all together. But you know, there's, I mean, there's different strategies to get the job done. So totally. And so you mentioned that, you know, this, this upcoming album, you have a bit more strategy and like collective planning behind it. Can you dive into that? Like, what does that look like? You know, does that come down to like how you're planning to release the songs and like all of that? Like what, what kind of intentionality you have behind it? Yeah. Yeah. So this actually, you'll love the album name because it's kind of like a dad joke in and of itself. (laughs) It really is. But it's called Sunday Best. And the Sunday is spelled S-U-N-D-A-E, as in like an ice cream sundae. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So it's kind of like the reason we did that is because there are Christian songs on there, but there's also secular. So like the the Sunday being like the church Sunday for the Christian music, but also then like the just having fun with the other music that we've written and enjoying an ice cream sundae, that kind of a feel. But it should be it should be really fun. I don't know if you guys want to add anything about that, but. Yeah, I'm excited. I think, um, you know, this whole quarantine thing last year that lasted so much longer than we thought it was going to was actually like such a blessing in disguise because, you know, we were able to sit down and really like I I wrote so many songs, I feel like during um, that time because I was able to kind of just rest and and had time to do so. And I think you guys would say the same thing, like we were able to kind of get away from regular life and and work on some songs and some things that we'd been learning and come together with this album. And yeah, we're just, we're just so excited. This is, it's so exciting. So now are you going to release it as one album? Are you going to do the singles thing? Like what's your rollout strategy overall? Cause I'm, I'm definitely, I always geek out about this kind of stuff. I know a lot of people that listen, you know, (laughs) we're all released in music too. So like, what's your strategy is actually getting this music out. Yeah. So we actually have plans to release a single off of the album in January. And then a month later, we're going to release the full album. So that'll be kind of like a little appetizer to the Sunday, if you know what I'm saying. Man, he's too good. He's too good. (laughs) See, the sad jokes are flowing, man. The sad jokes are flowing. That's great. Okay, so one song about a month before and then the whole the big push. So once it's out, do you, do you ever do like touring or like what's, you know, generally like is it just kind of as people need it or what's your general, do you have any kind of strategy as far as that, like getting this music in front of people? Yeah, we're hoping, I mean, before, um, once again, before COVID started, we had a lot of gigs like all over. I mean, churches and camps, you know, leading worship at camps and We usually try to do, you know, like a worship set and then sneak in some of our originals, but um, just have a night full of just pointing towards God. And so we're hoping that as things start to open back up, that we will have some more gigs. We love the church setting. Like, it's just so fun to Mm -hmm. get with a group of believers. We are planning to play at Life Fest um, in Wisconsin in, what is that, June or July or something? I think it's July. Yeah, mid-July. Yeah, so we have that that, um, coming up. But we're hoping to, yeah, maybe get some more, I don't know, youth events, church gigs. We have a few gigs 
coming up, but it's always exciting to play new music. So, you know, I, I was just curious to see what your approach was to that. So that's awesome. So, you know, one thing I always like to ask people, and you guys can answer again, like collectively or individually, like what's a piece of advice that you'd give to your younger self kind of getting started that, you know, I, every time we share like teasers about the episodes, I always end up grabbing quotes and stuff from this section, just because I feel like there's so much wisdom as, as we all learn, as we go, you know, learn as we grow, as I say, like, so what's a piece of advice you'd give to your younger self as, as you're looking back? Yeah. Well, I think for me, one of the things that I would say is something that another artist told me actually, which is to play the long game, meaning Mm -hmm just kind of stay in it and don't expect overnight success and just keep working on your craft, keep songwriting, keep touring, keep meeting people, do everything that you can to just kind of pour into your music, but just like let it be over time and don't expect something to happen within like two days after you release your first album, like just stay in it and then just watch how God will use it and bless it over time as you're faithful with it. It's good. Yeah. I would say a piece of advice I would give uh, to myself is like, write everything down, especially like with songwriting and um, kind of vision casting ideas. Cause like, <laughs> I, I feel like I do a lot of my songwriting in the car, like on the way to work or mm. um, in the shower, <laughs> like still waking up. Just like, <laughs> just like, you know, shampooing my hair. Oh, that's a great line. That's really good. <laughs> it's like, oh shoot. I got to write this down. But like, do you just keep like, I like keep singing it over and over again. Yeah, I'm trying to I watch do. faster so I can I get do. out and like yeah. sing it into my phone. Same, 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 same. <laughs> Man, like voice memos on your iPhone are, are like, Oh, so helpful. Mm-hmm. Cause like, I mean, you, you can't bring out a notebook while you're on, you know, the interstate. <laughs> it's a little dangerous, <laughs> yeah. um, but I mean, you can, <clears throat> flip out your uh, your voice memos pretty quick and you know I carry around a, a journal a you know a, a notebook everywhere that I go just mm-hmm. in case and um, countless notes on my phone so like because like when when I write everything down it's not like everything is gold and like every single thing I write down is going to be oh this is going to be a smash hit but like yeah. um, <laughs> like one idea leads to another leads to another and like I think the more you know the more ideas that you have in like this pool of ideas like um, the more you can dive in and really kind of get the the vision of the song a lot better than just kind of grabbing it out of thin air. Yeah. So I would say for me, two things. Um, number one, love to learn. I love to check my email and see my BMI, you know, emails giving me tips and just realizing that um, every single song you write is just a lily pad, like a leap pad to the next, the next best song. And so just realizing that we're never done learning. And so I would also say when I was younger, I just fell into the trap of comparison. And I I love the saying that comparison is the thief of joy and Mm. realizing that, you know, when you compare yourself to somebody else, like you're never going to be satisfied. And so when I was in college, I actually went to a Christian college in Elgin, Illinois, and I just started comparing myself to other musicians. And I almost gave up on my, my dream of pursuing music because I was like, Oh, this person's such a good singer. And this person does write such great songs. And I just don't think I can do that. Like, God, why did you give me this desire? And, um, I wrote this song called good enough. It's actually on our first album. And I remember I showed this to my friend and she just like sobbed and she was like, Oh my gosh, like, this is you, this is your story. And it just talks about, you know, not comparing yourself to other people and realizing that the way that God created you and the way that he sees you 
is what actually matters. And so it was so cool because that song kind of brought me healing and, and made me realize like, no, Michaela, like this is what God's calling you to do. And so it's so crazy because we actually sang it at a youth um, event. I think it was last year in January Mm -hmm. and we sang it for this, for this group of, or no, 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 two years ago, sorry, for this youth event, we sang it for this group of high schoolers. And I kind of shared a little bit of my testimony. Um, and then I went home and the next day I got a message on Instagram from this girl, from this high schooler. And I think she was a freshman. I hadn't talked to her at the event, but she messaged me and sent me this huge thing and was saying that, oh my gosh, like your song good enough just means so much to me. I've been listening to it on repeat and I've been going through a really dark time of just comparing myself to other people and um, just having these negative thoughts. And I just bawled my eyes out. Like it makes me emotional right now um, that I almost gave up on my dream and it doesn't matter if we touch a hundred people with our songs. Like if we can just touch one life like that, that girl's life, like to me is just so valuable that I was able to kind of use that God used my struggle to touch her life. So yeah, it's just, you know, don't compare yourself to other people. Like your life is so special and God has you where you are for a reason. He has your purpose planned out for you and it doesn't matter um, what anybody else's looks like. So focus on him and yeah, don't compare yourself. That's really good. And, you know, that that comes up a lot, you know, with, with all of us. And as I talk to people and even stuff I work through, you know, personally, like the comparison thing, is it's such a like tool of the enemy because like when we try to copy other people, even if we try to do it exactly the same, it wouldn't turn out the same. You know, it wouldn't because like we're not meant to be, even if you like took the same chords, even when you're in your awesome 80s cover band, like it still came off your own way, you know, right, it was still right. your own thing. So like, I guess what I'm trying to say is there's no purpose to actually try to copy or compare to other people because like we literally are our own deal. And like, yes. that's exactly like you said, that's how God made us to be our own unique voice with that twist with our own experiences. And like, you got to impact that one girl that you know about and I'm sure many more that you don't know about, you know, and, right. and that all comes through the enemy tries to keep us from doing that, sharing our gifts because he doesn't want that girl to find peace in what you said through God, you know? So yeah. they're always, he's always fighting against it. So like, it's, it's, it's yeah. amazing. And it's awesome that you, that was two years ago, but like, who knows how many people have, and that's what I love about streaming so much is like, you just, you know, we all check our stream counts with like, sweet, you know, people at five people are listening right now. That's amazing. But like, like that's a number, but really it's like five people could be like forever impacted by what they're hearing because, you know, we, saw that through to actually get that music out there. So that's, yeah. that's great. And I love that you guys are doing that and getting ready for this new release. It's exciting. I'm excited for you. So what's the best way that people can connect with you guys? You know, I don't like individually or as a band or however, like what, what social media platforms you hang out at? Where, where can people find you? Yeah. So as a band, we are at, we've released on Facebook and Instagram, also YouTube and then we actually just got a website. It's almost done. It's been a work in progress for a really long time, but it's just www.wethelease.com. It should be done in like the next week or so. But okay. so that's really exciting. And then we're all on Facebook, I guess, if, yeah. if you want to personally connect, that'd yeah. be cool. Mm-hmm. And MySpace too, but oh uh, my I'm gosh. just kidding. <laughs> hey, so funny story. I actually met my wife on MySpace. So no that- Stop yeah. it. Incredible. I, Incredible. I invited her to come see my band play 
And nice. we actually just talked about it earlier today. And she didn't come to the show, but that was in 2007. So it worked out. Oh, <laughs> that is the cutest thing. I love that. But of that. course, we can't tell our kids to follow in our footsteps because like, don't do that. But at the same time, <laughs> yes. you know, at the yes. same time it's, it's what happened. So, hey, yeah. so my space is always say, yeah, special place in our hearts. So maybe do this is why we're single because we <laughs> don't have my space. True. That's maybe we need that is so cute. I love that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, thanks for sharing all that stuff and I'll link it all in the notes below so people can check it out and follow you guys and get ready for the new release and everything. But last thing I like to do is pray over everybody. So I'm going to pray for you guys. God, thank you so oh, much perfect. for, for we least, thank you so much for these awesome these awesome guys and girls, um, Michaela and Dell and Nathaniel, and how their spirit of joy and is just here and just it's awesome to hear what they're doing, God. And I continue to pray uh, creativity, inspiration, and motivation for them as they continue to chase after you, God, and all the opportunities that are still ahead, Lord. I just uh, pray that they receive those with open arms, God, and just continue to go and lead or follow wherever you wherever you're leading them, God. They just go there without a without questioning, without worrying about it, God, without anything other than just full trust in your steps, in your guidance, and uh, as they're faithfully serving you through the gifts and talents you've given them, God. Uh, we thank you so much. In all this, we pray in your name. Amen. We want to help reach as many Christian indie artists and songwriters as possible. And one way we can do that is with your help. So if you could take a minute and leave us a review on iTunes, that would be so appreciated. This is how the iTunes algorithm will push this content out to more and more Christian indie artists and songwriters. So like I said, if you could just take a couple seconds, leave us a review, that would be so awesome. It means so much to us and we would really appreciate it.